Okay, thank Where you. you. What? Where were you? St. Louis. Oh, that's the University okay. City or uh... Uh, Chesterfield. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 McDonald's. No, I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, here we go. We're on Tessai and Amid Base, 16B. And we're um, going through the t- special tefillos for a fast day. And they had an unusual Shmona Esrei. Um, not any fast day. The special fast days that were declared uh, because of there was no rain. And we're already at the second set. We had a little bit of discussion exactly when these tefillos kick in. But it, it's real serious, meaning that uh, it's a famine of a level that uh, they know that the poorest are, uh, people will pass away, Nebuchadnezzar, starvation and disease, and it's very serious. So we add in these special tefillos. The review just said, Lohayus Sarachlomba Zichronos. We're on the bottom line on Testayanomad Base, 16b. That's the wrong place? Oh, Tesvava Mbeis, thank you. Oh, okay, thank you. Yeah, I'm at the wrong place already. Tesvava uh, Mbeis, we're at uh, 15B, four lines from the bottom. And we mentioned that in this uh, ceremony where they daven on the fast day, that uh, they take ashes and they put ashes on their head. So... Omar Reb Adav Kol Echad V'Echad Notov Anosin Barosh Barosho. Everybody, uh, it's self-serve. In other words, everybody's welcome to put the ashes on their own head. Now, if that's true, so then my Shna Deshokol. Skip the line. Barosh Barosh Nasi V'Avvezdin Nami Nishkulu Inu Ninu. If everybody else is self-serve. Why can't the Nasi and the Rosh Bezdin, why can't they put on their own ashes? If there's no, if there's no halacha, that someone else has to do it, because you see everybody else helps themselves. Because in the state of New Jersey, where they... <laughs> <they're very laughs> right, so why can't they do it? Uh, so, Nishko Inu Veninu, Veninu, on their heads. Why do they get someone special, somebody else, to put the ashes on them, whereas everybody else is help yourself. So I'm Rev Abba Demin Kisari, Rev Abba from uh, Kisaria, that's Caesarea, that, that's the uh, uh, town in Eretz Israel. He says, uh, it, You can't compare uh, when a person embarrasses them themselves to when someone else does it. When someone else does it, it's much more embarrassing. There was this vision of uh, Dreyfus when he had uh, uh, was uh, kicked out of the French army, and they broke the sword and they they ripped off the things off his you know his uh, his, uh, his medals off his uh, uniform. This idea that if the person did it themselves took them off. It's one thing when someone else does it. It's like a major humiliation. So here also the the, the, the when that somebody goes and does it to the nasi and uh, the leader, so that makes a stronger effect. Whereas for everybody else, we don't go to that uh, trouble. 
um, Rashi. The shakal inish achrina, the tani v'nosin al gabayateva. We also put it on the ark, al roshenosi, on the leaders. The mashma al yedayacher. It sounds like we need someone else. The gabay sharadam lo tani nosin el kol echad. It's help yourself. So we say no. Uh, in order to, um, uh, we want to have more embarrassment, and we want to. Uh, why do we need to be more embarrassed? Why is that important? So. Taparashi today's page. We're trying to create an aggravation. We want people to realize this is a serious situation. And when you see somebody taking ashes and putting them on the leader's heads, these are such chashiva people, they're embarrassed from others. Regular people are not so significant. She wants to say, we're, uh, we're not so high on the totem pole that it makes such a difference for us. But the leaders, where uh, to have other people do it, that makes more agmas nefesh. Okay, fine. And where do they, uh, where do they put the ashes? The Omrev Makam Tefillin. It's in the Makam Tefillin, where you put your Tefillin. Shnamar, Losum Tzion, Lahem Per Tachas Efer. The tefillin are our, our glory. And so uh, we put the, the place where we usually have our glory, which is the name of Hashem on us, instead we have the ashes. Rashi, Per Tagasefer, Shmaminav Makon Tefillin, Sivahu. Per, it's that same word, Kavashalacha. And those are the tefillin. Okay. Um, so moving along. So then we said uh, in the, in the, mark, in the, in the, uh, street in front of the shul. It's more than the street, in the square. The square. The square that was what I was looking for. Thank you. Rach of Teva Vesakim Efer Kvura Morisim. That's the way to remember it. So, Lama Yatsi the row. Why should we go to the square in front of the shul? You usually keep things inside the shul. So, Rechia Bar Abba Omar, Lomar, Zakenu Vitzina, there's significance to it. We mean to say that we tried davening in private. Velo nana, it didn't work. Let's go out to, in public and embarrass ourselves and let's see if it happens. Uh, create a greater effect. We have to do something that we haven't done until now. And sometimes when you go outside in public, that makes a bigger effect. Eshokosh says a difference. He says, We daven in a new place. We, we schlep the sidurim outside. And we have the ark, the outside. So the idea is when you change your place, that brings atonement. So davening in a different place, that's mechaper aleinu. Maybe that'll atone um, for us. The, uh, this idea, one of the ideas of sukkah is brought down that in case in the coming year it was decreed on, on the Jewish people that they'll have to leave their place. So we go and we sit in our sukkah. We don't sit in our usual dining room. Also, this idea that any time that you have to change and you have to travel or you have to go away from your place, golos is mechapet. My benai, what would the difference between these two views are, whether it's golos or a public place? If you go from one shul to another, is that okay? Instead of going into the square, switch shuls. I bet that would be a shocker, right? If we switched to every shul, like, you know, would, you know, would switch out. 
So if you hold that you have to go to Golis, well, I'm not used to davening in this shul. I don't know where everything is. I'm in Golis if I go to a different shul. But if it's the idea that I went from a private place to a public place, it's not another public place. It's also a private place. No, no. So according to the view that you just need to go to Golis, so you could fulfill this by going to another shul. You don't have to go to the to the street to the square. Well, the question was the reason. If the reason is to go to Gullis, so then you could go to Gullis by going to uh, to another shul. I don't, but I'm puzzled why why if, if that's the reason why wouldn't it say you could go to just any other place or go to another whatever. Well, it didn't so it didn't give the reason. It, know, we we gave two reasons, and so the question was what's what would be the difference between these two reasons. And the answer is, the difference would be instead of going to the square in front of your shul, if you went to a different shul. So if the reason is that you have to go to Gullis, so good, you've done it. It's no problem to go to a different shul. That's also Gullis. If you just need needs to be a public, it has to be outside, so that it won't help to go to a different shul. But usually an Ikebenai who comes doesn't seem what you have to do. It sure it does. There's a reason. Well, that could just be an example. According to the sheet that says that it's to go to Gullis, that could just be an example of going to Gullis, going outside. So it wouldn't be really the whole offer? You have to go to your home? Right, absolutely. Yeah. According to that view. Volama Motina. Now, why do we have to take the ark out? It's not... Uh, why do we have to remove that specifically? Why can't you just carry the Torah out? So, Amr Yeshua ben Levi, Lomar. We mean to say the following. We have something that's called the Klitsnuah, a vessel of modesty. The Torah is the Torah of modesty that's a very kept in a private place. And it's now being embarrassed by Avanosenu. In our sins, we have to bring it out. So how does that work with, like, uh, Torah where we take it outside and so forth. Why is that also not an embarrassment for the Torah there? We, you know, I mean, we drink with joy and all Well, this that is the Aaron that you bring the Aaron. I don't know if bringing an individual Torah is the same thing. Uh-huh. Um, uh, and it, it's not so simple. You have to, not every shul would say that, that the ideal place is to go outside. Yeah, it depends on the rough. Uh-huh. In other words, uh, it, it's correct. Some people might feel it's not appropriate to have uh, some star outside. I, I don't know if they do that in all places. or uh-huh. I think that's somehow developed here. I don't know if... Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure it's a problem. Like I said, it could be it's when you take the Aaron out, and it could be... Uh, Why is it that we cover things with sackcloth? Sackcloth is animal uh, hair. We want to show, show that we feel like we are, uh, we've acted like an animal. We're really working on, um, uh, on embarrassing ourselves and feeling low and feeling that we've mistaken. Rashi used the word before that we, it's a vidui. Uh, in other words, it's, it's a confession. Rashi, nivza babonenu vidui. That Rashi is very important. We're not just like slamming ourselves. There's no, there's no, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not supposed to be mevaza, like, you know, make yourself embarrassed. The idea, though, is, is that being aware that we've sunken, that we're doing a vidoy. So putting the sackcloth off and saying we've acted like animals, that's a vidoy. So why do we put the ashes on top? So that we want to show that Hashem is with us in our tzara. 
Reish Lakish says, because there are some le- uh, sorry, it's a famous idea that it's true that we're suffering, uh, but Hashem is with us. Some people say that was the symbolism of the caravan of spices that went down with Yosef. Why did it have to be a caravan of spices? Most caravans carried uh, nasty smelling stuff. Hashem wanted to show him that uh, good spices, that uh, I'm with you. You know, you're going, to, you're going through a lot of difficulties, but I'm sharing that with you. Amr Zeira, Maresha Kiyava Chizin L'Rabbana Diyayv Efer Machla Al Gabi Teva. He said, first time I saw this, where the rabbis were putting ashes on top of the holy aron, Mizdazeli Kula Gufa. I shook. My whole body shook. It was so shocking to witness such a thing. It's interesting, he says Maresha, which implies the first time. <laughs> Why? You get used to things, right? It's, it's, a, it's a shock effect. Um, we do believe in doing that for davening. To some extent, the Asera Haruge Malchus, when we mention the ten martyrs on Yom Kippur, it's uh, also to get a shock effect. We want to, be, we want to shock ourselves. We want, to, we want to cry. We want to think about din and judgment. And uh, There is such an idea that davening, sometimes you need to uh, focus on, you know, give a little shock. So why do we put the ashes on everybody? We already got the symbolism. So We are like ashes. Uh, ashes, by the way, are like all burnt out. You know, we're like uh, seen better days. The other opinion says that we want to remember the ashes of Yitzchak. My benayu, what's the difference? Uh, if, if it's... Uh, it's not uh, ashes, it's just like a dirt, or it's not, the, uh, it's not from a fire. So um, if the idea is that, uh, uh, that we are nothing, so any, any dirt or whatever would be nothing. But if it has to be specifically ashes that remind us of the Akedah, then it's not going to remind us of the Akedah. So the famous Rashi, Efer Stam, She'enu Efer Machla. It's not something burnt. Zechiris Efer Sheyitzuk Leka. You don't have that. So the famous question is, was Yitzchak actually burnt? It's as if he was burnt, isn't it? Right, so how does this remind us? <laughs> so it's as if he was burnt, then these would be the ashes. Is that what the... Uh, it's the uh, um, it's a... Uh, somehow that there, there was ashes up high, or there's spiritual ashes, or the, uh, it achieved the goal of ashes. Okay, that's something also they mentioned. Um, there is Tosus here says something fascinating. Let's take a look at it. Three lines down. Efer Machla Pirish also Efer who Medavra Hanisref Me Atzmos Adam. It's from burnt human bones. Kedai Liskor Akedis Yitzchak. To Emolish Olahayo Ba El Kedai. If to Emolish Olahayo Ba El Kedai Lomer Shari Anu Lefanaka Keefer Kamo Kain Mahani Efer Stam Vahinu Pirish Ikim Benayu Et. Does it have to be ashes of bones, or can it be any ashes? How do you get human bones? Yeah, it's I just read you the words. I don't know. Right. <laughs> I think that's uh, the question is how authentic do you have to be? How authentic do you have to be with your ashes? Can you fake ashes? Is that going to work? Is that 
that do the trick. Is it idea that we are just burnt out, or very specifically, we need something that reminds us of the Akeda? Mm-hmm. I, I have your question. I don't know exactly how they would have gotten... Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, and why did they go to the cemetery? The two opinions. We're like we're dead. We need to ask the dead people for mercy. So there is a debate about this in halacha. We don't really daven to dead people. If you daven to anybody but Hashem, it's considered ladder worship. It's very severe. You've got to be very careful about davening to anybody but Hashem. Um, uh, and even to angels, you know, it's like... Uh, so the problem is that some of our prayers sound like we are davening to angels. Like angels of mercy? Yeah, service. right. <laughs> or sometimes it sounds like we're davening, we go to graves and we daven. So what we would say is that we're davening in the merit of those mesim, or we're davening that they should uh, in their... Uh, but, it's, uh, but either way, there's something about going there and asking the mesim, or in the merit of the mesim, or the, the position of the mesim, or the fact that we're descended from the mesim, I'm just saying it has to be a little nuanced how you dive in a uh, person if they person who goes to the cemetery a lot should if, if that's important to you a person should get guidance how to dive in uh, exactly for the dead and from the dead there the challenge is there are people who don't know and they may be uh, in a certain way worshiping idols which is a very severe thing but either way my what's the difference you can but now if you can go to a non-jewish cemetery if you want to say we're dead so you go to a cemetery anyone will do if you need somebody who has merits, you don't want to go to a non-Jewish cemetery, you want to get a Jewish they cemetery. Well, you don't know who's buried there. Aqua means pagans. You can't have too many, it can't, right? there's no such thing as a righteous pagan. So, my uh, benahu, what's the difference? Um, I'm sorry. My um, hamaria. yeah, thank you. So, uh, we mentioned um, that we mentioned har hamaria. So I'm sorry, we didn't mention Har Maria. Actually, it has nothing to do with the fast day. It has to do with the same rabbis argue about Har Maria. What's Har Maria? What's that name mean? So same set of rabbis. One says, Har It's where the Torah was given, where Torah came out. That's the word Maria. Some people use that for a school, Maria. He says it's not just to the Jewish people. The whole world gets instructions uh, from um, um, Moria. So is, is it a more of a Jewish name or is it a universal name? And Rashi, Moral over Kachavim, Shishomen Gedolus Yisrael. They see the greatness of Klaus Yerushalayim. Umispaktim Aleihem. And they're afraid to mess with us. Shemati Lishna Akrina Harmiya Harsinai. That's the second shot. In other words, it, it's fear. Thank you, Dr. Yaffe. He's, he's pointing out. The first one is Hora's teaching. The second one is, the, the lesson is, don't mess with us. <laughs> they, they, they became afraid from what happened at Harsina. That's the... Uh, Okay, but I also there's a there is there's no question that there's a universal message to the Beis Hamikdash that the uh, not only does the Hashem want to save the Jewish people but He wants to save mankind. In other words, through through us, the older brother, 
eventually the world will be brought around, and that is a, uh, in the Tfilah, so the base of Igdash, it's called the base Tfilah Lakola Amin. And so you find that this would be another proof to that, uh, this concept that from, uh, from the base of Igdash comes out Morala. There's a message they're supposed to get from that. Okay. Hazak and Shibaham, and we said we pick an elder who says words of Kavushim, words of uh, uh, moving words. San Rabbanan, Yesham Zachain, Amr Zachain. If you've got the sage, grab the sage. The imlav, if you don't have a, the word zakin is an elder sage. If you can't find an elder sage, so get a younger sage, a chacham. The imlav, if you can't get a chacham, omer adam shotsura. You get a person who's a person of standing, who's a person of tsura. It's a very interesting word, this word tsura. That's what I was looking for. Um, Adam Shosura Balchoma, person of standing. Shishma Bikabu Dvorev Lahamrikasalev. He he seems to say, Rashi, that this is a person people listen to. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, if he talks, people listen. Yeah. Right. So Balchoma, that this sort of mocks of somebody who is physically Well, whatever whatever kind of person you need to get people to listen. Uh, people <laughs> typically listen to somebody big, but it could mean spiritual standing. It's kuma means the okay. So that's what you, the, the, that's the pecking order. So the Mora says, Do we mean that the zakin is an elder, and then if you don't have an old person, then you go to a sage? The word elder is understood to be an elderly chacham. So then, Omer zakin, uh, you get a zakin vuchacham. The imlav Omer chacham. If not, you get a young a young chacham. If you can't get a, a chacham, get somebody that people will listen to. Uh, and they give the speech. And it's important to give the speech that uh, everybody's fasting, they're wearing sackcloth, and so people might get the impression that those are the things that you do that are what wins Hashem's uh, goodwill, is the, uh, is the fasting and the ashes and everything. So that's not it. Ela tshuva maisim tovim gormim. It's tshuva maisim tovim. Those are supposed to spur us on to tshuva maisim tovim. And how do we know that? Shekain mitzina ba'anshe ninva. We find by the men of Ninva, and that this was the city that it was decreed that they be destroyed, that Yona came to get them to tshuva. Shlo omar behem v'yirei lokim estachav it doesn't say that when the decree was turned over, it's because Hashem saw their sackcloth and their fasting. It says Hashem saw their deeds, that they stopped doing their evil deeds. Yeah. Well, this is the quote from the, uh, that. And they, we said that they uh, covered with sacks and, uh, humans and animals. What did they do to, to animals exactly? So the word says, they tied up the animals separate from their mothers. If you don't take pity on us, we ain't taking pity on them. So that's the idea that the animals cry, it causes people to cry, you, you, you hear the crying. So, that like a threat. How would that help um, to sort of convince them to be merciful to us? Like, we're not going to... Be merciful to our animals. Well, you're supposed to be merciful to our animals. You will we'll violate some other law here if you're not nice to us. Uh, Rashi, 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 Rashi
So you should have pity on us. If you think pity is a good thing, and you don't need much merit, animals don't have much merit, but because basically intrinsically you don't want think, suffering in the world, human, even animals, so if you don't want suffering, Hashem, well, we might not have merit, but we're not, if the same way you take pity on animals, take pity on us at a minimum. So that's a real klomar. In other words, you didn't get that from the words, but that's the way Rashi understood it. Yeah. Rabbi Stein? Yeah. yeah. It seems like to me, though, that it's not such a meritorious thing to do. It's almost like taking a hostage and say, you know, <laughs> if you don't let us go, we're going to shoot this guy. Yeah, that's my so If you don't answer us, then we're going to be bad to the Bahamas. I mean, it doesn't sound like such a, a righteous act. Um, I don't know how far this went. I mean, I don't know that you left the animals like that until they starved. Uh, this is the, the symbolism, though, that everybody had to acquire was that, look what's happening. You know, like uh, uh, we're trying to say a tefillah where we're begging Hashem for mercy on, on a minimum, you know, on, on, a, on a level that even, even if we're not worthy of it, we should at the very least be like animals. So to, on the short term, it means the animals aren't happy. But, um, uh, and that's not Sar Chaim because the Sar Chaim is when it's not for a purpose. Here, the animals serve a purpose. They help people do shuva. So it's, you're not doing anything wrong. Uh, but I don't, I don't believe that you just left it like that. That for the purpose of this tefillah, it was done. So Amr lefana rabbanu shalmina Okay, uh, So we we say a really strong prayer. So what's that strong prayer? My Amr, what do we say? Amr lefana rabbanu shalom olav v'sheinu olav. We say somebody who's uh, been afflicted and somebody who's not afflicted. You have a. The person who could and couldn't. Sadako Russia. Me me. Who has to give in? Basically, Hashem should help us. In other words, we say you've got to help us. And then besides that, everybody goes, returns from their evil ways, and returns the stolen money in their hands. What does that mean? What happens if a people people stole a beam? And, and sometimes people, they, had, uh, they do construction and they leave material in front of their houses. There was that uh, case in Georgia where there was a jogger who was going to, uh, there was a person who had buildings and he was concerned that people were stealing the building material. And so then they went and they shot him and they got committed a murder. But the uh, but person was concerned that his building material was being stolen. Now, the problem is, if someone steals your building material and then they build it in their building, how do you do tshuva for that? So uh, it says that even if they knocked it in their building, Ubono Babira, and they built the whole building, Mekaka Kola Bira, they're going to knock down the whole building with Maxir Morish Labalov in order to, do, to bring back the wood uh, to the owner, get back the building material. That's the. Um, there, there actually were some rabbinic decrees that instead of having to knock down the building, maybe you could pay money. But really, if you want to... Like I thought we talked about it. Right. Uh, yeah, we do. But over here, the people did shuva, they gave back even the impossible. In other words, the person has to go to an extreme. If there's a, 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 a zardin up on high against the people, that there's a famine, to try to return things. 
uh, what happens if a person does a vidui and he has the sin still in his hands? So, Lama Hudama, uh, what is he, if he doesn't do teshuva, what is the vidui like? It's like a person holding a dead creepy. Even if he's dunking in every mikveh in the world, it won't help. Once he throws away the dead creepy, any, any small mikveh, that was the whole tshuva won't help as long as you have the dead creepy, as long as you have somebody's money in your hands. You can do all the tshuva in the world. It won't help when you have other people's property. Another pasuk. Um, even though we have a sage, this is a different thing. This isn't for the speech. This is for the davening. So the davener has to be It's a person who's a rugil. Who's experienced? What does that mean? He's he's a person who has um, has a carries a burden and he has no uh, no ability to do, to feed them. What does metupul mean? He has people that depend on him. and he has no way to support them. He's worried about them. He's going to daven like he never daven before. A person has children, and the children are hungry, and they have needs, and you can't provide those needs. That's the kind of person who should be leading the davening. Uh, and he's somebody that works in the field. Interesting also that Rashi uh, He's going to ask for rain more than everybody. If you if you do land work, then then the, then the rain is more important to you. you. Make sure to include that in your prayers. And his house is empty, um, and he's got a pirchon uh, We're going to explain both these things. A shuffle beirach, which means he's humble. Umarutzelaam, and people like him. ima, and he's got a sweetness to him. Vekola orev, and he knows how to blend his voice. Ubaki Likros Bitora, and he's an expert in Torah reading Nevi'im Eksufim, Ulishonos Umedrish Bahalachas Abagadis, and he knows it all, because the Davening has the Psukim in it, and it has the Midrashim in it. And he has to know, in order to know how to Daven, you better know those. Rashi Ragaliga Shea Psukim Shotvila Sidurim Bepiv. This way, the Psukim of Tvila are going to be expert to him. Uh, so, Vayav, so, who, how do you ha- who was such a chazan? He was a good example of that. Um, uh, that's an example of uh, somebody he had children, he didn't have. What did it mean, Beso Rekam? His house was empty. So, Amr Zusha Beso Rekam in Avera. It means it was empty from sin. He didn't have. Uh, he wasn't carrying a, a reputation for sin. Well, like the no sin. Yeah. What does that mean? Um, Rabbi, the word pirchanoa means he had a nice pirche. Pirche means youth. That's why we call the youth groups or pirche groups. So what does it mean he had a nice youth? Um, Rabbi, Even when he was young, he didn't have a bad name. There's some people, when they're older, they said, you should remember, you know what that guy did when he was younger? Unbelievable. Look who he is now. 
But you try not to get there for a chazan. You want somebody who, even when he was younger, had a good reputation. This is a pasuk in Yomio that if a certain person davens, he's going to be like a lion in the forest. Bikolo with his voice. Al kain tsenesa hate him. So my nisno like kolo. What does he mean? He gives his voice. Omar azuchi v'chuvu. Omar rav. Omar leomar chama. Omar elazer. Zeshli aksibor. Sheyorid livnei tevish enu hagen. They changes it on the side. Sheenu hagen hayorid livnei. If a person who's not appropriate davens, he's like a bull in a china cabinet. He's like a lion in the forest. It's a uh, he, he makes a mess. He makes it worse. If you get somebody up there who's improper, who leads the service, this creates a tension because sometimes the best chazan may not personally uh, be a, have the right uh, reputation or the right, uh, uh, he might not be proper. But Omar, it's a famous story where there was a chazan on Yom Kippur that uh, ate a raw egg before he died. You know, he broke the fast, you know. Because they want the the singers in those days, the opera singers would do somehow the raw egg help their voice, their vocal cords. And so, uh, you don't want the chazan davening on Yom Kippur who has an egg before he davens, no matter how beautiful it sounds. The um, the reform movement, uh, which uses prayer, uh, uses music as part of their davening in a, in a real way. Uh, they have choirs and musicians, and they hire non-Jews. And not only that, they have arrangements where the same people that work in the church on Sunday, they work in the Reformed temples on Saturday. I'm not, I'm not, I'm just not kidding you. That's how it works. Uh, they have the same people. They just have to make sure that they get their prayers right or they play the right music. Um, and somehow having somebody who's not a believer get up there and say the prayers, it's, it's really quite shocking. Um, uh, but uh, they, they, if they've got a nice voice, then they look at the quality of the music rather than the quality of the... But we see that to us, it's not just about the, the quality of the chazan, it's about the... Um, uh, he has to have good qualities too. Uh, so they say 24 brachas. You have the standard 18 that we do every day, which today is 19. And and then there's the extra six for the fast day. So there's one question, which is, we know how to count. If you counted, there's seven. How can you say that they only added six? It looks like they added seven. And where do you see seven? We actually said on the seventh one, you say, So why are we calling it six? We mean seven long ones, but actually one of the brachas is a borrowed bracha. The bracha goal Yisrael, we say, is part of the Shmon Esrei. We make an addition to that. So uh, we call it seven because that, that's what we want out of a Tainus. Tainus, we need redemption. By the way, it gives us an insight. A lot, often we dive in for redemption, we don't know what it means. It means that there are different troubles, that, that different sorrows than Klau Yisrael. And they take different forms. Sometimes the trouble is that it didn't rain and there, look, there, there's no crop. The crop won't, there won't be enough food. But there are other ways in which a person could need redemption. And so that bracha includes all of those types, and so therefore you can use it for the fast day. So it's not a new bracha, it's just an added bracha. Yes, Chuck? Yeah, so in yesterday's, do you remember it mentioned how all, all of the brachos concluded? And one of them said Shemeya Tefillah. Okay. 
And to me, that's a little puzzling. Like, well, then why wouldn't that be added in the, into the Shema Kalena, which also ends in Shemayat Tefillah? Would there actually be two brachot that end in Shemayat Tefillah? I believe so. Okay. I think the, uh, the Shema Kalenu is asking Hashem to listen to the Shemona Esrei, to the, the previous parts. Whereas this one is asking specifically to the Tfilas about the rain. Uh-huh. It's not asking about the, the whole Tfilas Shemona Esrei that we're davening. It's asking specifically to our, our prayers about the rain. You should answer that. Um, it's more focused just on that. It's, it's not a general... I believe so, yeah. Okay. Kedetanya, but Go Yisrael Marach, as we learned, that Go Yisrael gets lengthened. Ubechosma Omer, and when you finish Omer, Misha Anas Avramina Bahamaria, who Yana Eschem, who one who answered Am Vishma Kosachosem, who will hear the sound of your crying out. Hayomazel broke all Yisrael. Now, Vehein Onim Achrav Amen, and they say Amen. Vechazak Nesis Omer Lehem. And not the Shliak Sibor, by the way, that's the switch here. It's not the Chazan who says this, but it's the Chazanak Nesis, the Gabai. The Gabe says, Taku b'nei Taku. He says, Kohanim, this is your... He, he, he gives them the announcement, it's time to blow. And then they say, the one who answered our forefathers, they say, Amen. Now it's time to blow a truah. We switch off to Kia Trua. In the blows, but all of this uh, that you say amen was outside the base hamigdash. But in the base hamigdash, enu came. Uh, the prayer was very similar, but they didn't say amen lefishein onen amen bemigdash because in the base hamigdash there was no amen. And where do you know that from? And uh, And how do you know? I wonder if people had to be reminded. You know. Very hard to imagine listening to a davening and not automatically saying amen. <laughs> but you can't do it. As it says like this, They didn't say amen. They, they blessed Hashem's honor on each thing. I would have said maybe one for all. Why do you got to do each one? Each one, they said, on every bracha, you give a praise. Uh, so if you can't say amen, so what do you say? That was the, the, apparently there's two parts. One is you say, Hashem, 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 the base of English was an, an otherworldly experience. It was from this world to the other world. It's the place where this world meets the other world. So when we praise Hashem, we say, Mina Olam Vad Olam. And the other thing is, we say, Baruch Shem. They, they try to explain why is Amen not appropriate. Uh, Amen uh, means that we're acknowledging uh, Hashem, that is Kel Melech Neman, that Hashem, uh, so this Hashem is right there. His intense presence is there. So we don't need to say, uh, yes, we, you know, we believe that Hashem, He's there. So that's why Amen is not so uh, appropriate or the correct response in the Beis HaMikdash, because He's there. That's the... Um, um, there, um, let's see some Rashi. Ve'evor shem kavodcha. 
You got to know that abbreviation to do that Rashi. <laughs> but that's the that's that Rashi. Brukshen kavod machusel alam ve'ed chaku hifsik v'yivoku shem kavod kamrama kol brachoti. And you say that on each one, and it's necessary to do that on each one. Okay, back to the Gemara. Vad chazak nesis and the head of the shul, the the gabai says tiku hakohanim bnei aron tiku because the amar misha anis avarinu hamaria who yana eskam v'ishma kol say and yamazah brach hashem l'keisel. So can Ishkaras behave on a brook shame Kavod Machusalam Ved, Vakas Amriya Kawana Binayar and Hariyu. So basically this is the same as the outside the base of English, except you don't say Amen and you add the Hashem and Olam Adolam. The Kane Bako Bracha Vabracha, and all you do that on each bracha, Baakas Omatiko, Baakas Omari, and you switch out Kiatrua, At Shigomas Kulam. Kak Hinigrib Trifa Bitsipori, Rachanina ben Trajan Bisikini. These two great Rabbanim. Uh, they also, I think Rav Hanina ben Trajan was one of the Harugay Malchus, even. But the, uh, that's what they, uh, they instituted the Stavin the same way in those cities. And then when this came in front of the sages, they said, no. That was specific to the Beis Hamikdash. The ist Amri Kedatanya. Some people have the following version. Amr of Neimas and Varba Brachos Shmon Esrei. They say twenty-four Brachos Shmon Esrei, which includes the Shmon Esrei Shem Kol Yom. Mosem Mot Sheif. Oso Sheish Hekan Amr. Where were they said? Ben Goel Arofa. Holy. They were said in between the Bracha of Goel Arofi. Umarik Begula, and the Geula was extra long. Ben Oan Acham Akol Bracha Bracha. Bekach Hayu Nogim Begulan Abel Migdash Hayu Omrim. That was only outside the base of Migdash, but in the base of Migdash. There was a longer version where they said, Baruch Hashem al-Kei Yisrael, mina olam v'adolam, Baruch Yisrael. They didn't say, Amen, kol kach lama. And why did, why did we need to have another version? Because very specifically, we want people to know, Shein onen amen b'migdash. And how do we know this? Somewhat, somewhat. Well, we, we first brought the version without explanation, and then we gave an explanation, and then we showed that that is the correct explanation. That is, there's that th- there was a different version in the Beis Hamikdash about these two things. Now, the only other question I have is earlier on it said Tiku Hakonim Bnei Aharon Tiku. Uh-huh. So earlier on it just said Tiku. I thought it just said Tiku Bnei Aharon Tiku. So and then it says Hariu. Oh. Um, yeah, you'll have to check so the text. Uh-huh. I'd have to check that. I'm not sure. I don't. I don't know if that was. First time it's Haron, the second time it's Bnei We're questioning was there, but we went out. Of, there wasn't a difference in the base of Migdash and not the base. The question was in. In general, when they gave these commands, did they switch off with the Kohanim or not? I'll have to look into that. Okay, Torah Rabbanin, our rabbis taught. And yeah, I guess it, it, it is clear that it switches from Kohanim to Bnei Aram. 
So you said before it was repetitive, so now it's certainly repetitive. Rabbi Yehuda Omar. Now the question is: Was one did was one of the brachas about Zichronos? So he says no, that's not appropriate. They didn't uh, mention Zichronos in a fast day. So Amr Rev Ada Deminyafa, my time Rabbi Yehuda. What's his reasoning? He says those are the only times that you mention uh, zikronos, uh, but it's really not for a fast day. The word zikaron, zikaron almost implies like you should remember us or think about us, specifically to a yom adin, but not to uh, a fast day. Okay.